you do it, I do it, we all do it together. What are you doing? You're listening to Lifestyle Radio. The opinions expressed during this show are those of the individual participants and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of their associated organizations or Lifestyle Radio. Go ahead. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this really special edition of The Higher Estate. Also going live with Lifestyle Radio. We've got here Al. We have... Ah. What? Hi. <laughs> that was hot. Got Tyler. Hello, hello. And we're over at Gunjanista's coming to you live. And, uh, yeah, on 1017, this is a really exciting day for everybody. And, um, I mean, it's been, for me, it's been about a decade in the making. I mean, more than that, but yeah. working directly in industry <coughs> for about a decade now, working towards something of this sort. But remember, even though it's legalization, guys, and this goes out to everybody in here, remember, let's be mindful about what we consume and how we consume. We use cannabis for health and wellness. That's my plug here for vaporization. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, as everyone's smiling it out. Um, yeah, so we're really excited to be here today. We have some really awesome people that we're going to talk to. Uh, one of the major things, you know, today with legalization is what happens to the medical world? What happens to the cannabis that, uh, that the LPs have? Is there enough on the market? They to- have to put it in kitty litter and water. Yeah, to destroy it, they do. That's they true destruction. That's what Health Canada has Sorry, what are we talking about? When they destroy product that they can't use, they're supposed to use kitty litter and water. Yep, that's how you do it. it all up. So I'm it done. can't be used. Yeah, but well, hold on. I wasn't talking about. <laughs> what are we, I'm talking about what happens to the cannabis that the LPs have. No. That's all I'm talking about. I don't know where kitty litter and fucking water just came from. I'm talking about is there enough cannabis on the market? Mm-hmm. Do LPs have enough cannabis? No. And we're talking about kitty litter. They don't so if you look they at. keep killing their crops. Right. Yeah, no, they do. Well, Tyler, you would have a good answer. You would know about this. But hold on. First, let's, in, let's, let's just talk about what we're doing today. We have, uh, so we're going to be talking about, is there enough cannabis on there? And that's what I want to ask Dr. Mike Hart. He's, um, he's, uh, he, I'm going to call in and he's over at the ready to go clinic in London. We're going to have a chat with him. And then we're going to talk about what the, the future is for dispensaries and what's happening in BC right now. We've got Jack Lloyd coming on, uh, Esquire legal. Uh, we're going to chat with him and we're going to chat with us and we're going to chat with everybody who's in here today so that we can get a good sense of what they think the future holds is this prohibition 2.0 is this you know is this you know what happens in legalization i got to say i think it's it's an amazing amazing step forward and now it's just going to be an evolution mm-hmm. and you know the same way when alcohol went uh, you know when prohibition ended there yeah. mm-hmm. you know it, it it doesn't happen overnight but it's a step in the right direction and this is a massive step mm-hmm. in the right direction did at least that's what i think did you notice the attitude Ira and I, I were up talking till two o'clock last night. Yeah, Did we you were. notice the attitudes? Uh, there was it, people were a little attitudey. I, I was people who are expecting to be attitudey weren't. They were like, oh okay. Right. And and people who I wasn't expecting to be attitudey were. Yeah, no, you know, it's interesting, like, I, my, the phone started, I was actually wanting to go to sleep, I went nowhere last night, Yeah. the phone started blowing up at mm. around midnight, Yeah. and, you know, and, and some of the people, thanks for waking me up, by I the did, way, yeah, you're welcome, <laughs> I started texting you, I think it was like 1.30, ow, what are we doing, and, yeah, so, I, you know, I, I started off by texting my friends in Toronto, and I was texting, um, or I sent messages over to Abby and to Amy, and, and uh, all the 
people in Toronto and uh, Derek, who you had on here today, and yep. and everybody else. I think I was even chatting with Tyler a little yep. bit, and um, and they all seemed to be okay with it. But then I was expecting to see like uh, I was expecting to see a lot more than I did. I have to be honest with you. But then I think one of the reasons why we're not why I didn't see it is because <clears throat> and why today wasn't as massive as I thought it was going to be is because all the people that are using it are already using it. Yes. Right? Like, what yeah. changed for, you know, we the people that have been in this, for you know, the people that, that really care about it, I would say, the people that have the passion for it, mm. well, for them, it was nothing really changed. Well, there they, is mm-hmm. one... Or, There's no fear of petty crime. Uh, right. There's one th- okay. major thing that has changed. <clears throat> okay. And I'm that's listening. the fact that you can legally walk down the street. Right. And smoke a joint right. or vape. Right. Or and possess 30 grams. Possess and... and so uh, my, one of my questions for Jack is going to be, can they still uh, arrest you like just because of smell now? Well, what's happening? Right. <clears throat> so, I mean, that's my fear. So I'll tell you, me being in, even being in here. Yeah. I mean, one, my lungs like don't deal well with smoke, period. Yes. But, which is why I like vaping. But I do like the smell. I don't yeah. mind it. So it's my it's, mom does not, too. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, you know, the problem is when you burn cannabis, you lose the the terpenes just burn right off. Yes. So you don't yes. actually get the good aroma that you would get from vaporizing it. Which is why they don't, you know, when you light even when you light a candle in your house, <clears throat> on those like scentsies and stuff, the candles wake way at the bottom. Yeah. And then the stuff. Then there's a whole candle. Then there's a little bit of wax on top. Because the essential or, oils are terpenes. Or the essential oils like have have a vaporizer and that's what Sensi that whole store is yeah. and that's because you can heat them up and you don't burn off the terpenes yep. which is why when you when you burn cannabis when with you know incomplete combustion uh, you it all smells the same mm-hmm. but if you were to take this strain here and whatever strain you guys have over there and you put it through a vaporizer it'd be totally different you'd get totally different aromas mm-hmm. and that's because of the terpenes which are aromatic here's some science folks aromatic hydrocarbons Bam, and that's uh, and that's the stuff that gives it its mm-hmm. smell. Aromatic <clears throat> hydrocarbons. Yeah. My God, you are a fucking encyclopedia, aren't you? Well, nah, I just it's medicine. It's just <laughs> medicine. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, but anyway, point being that uh, what happens? Like, uh, you walk outside here. I don't use cannabis, you know. Or I don't use THC, anyways. And uh, but like, you walk out. Is something going to happen? It's a great question for Jack. Yeah. So uh, yeah. we got a couple people we want to put on here today, we and uh, we're just going to, you know, talk a whole lot. I'd even like to talk to people who are in here, because I want to know how they're feeling about what's happening. Mm-hmm. Well, so, we'll see if we can muster up some voices. What's the, uh, Tyler, what are you hearing in, inside of our clinic? That's inside of our clinic, I've had a lot of people ask me about their home grows and what they're able to do, and if the medical world is going to be affected by the recreational world. Okay. And from what I can see right now is a lot of the medical providers that promised their products would be there the day of recreation, the products are not there. They're, not there. They're on the rec mark. Really? And you can see them. Specifically, I'm not going to name names, but you can see the products. Oh, come on. Name names. Aurora has a lot of their products that are on their website now on the recreational market. And they own probably looked about 30% of the stuff on the OCS store looked from Aurora. And then the other companies are hiding it in their own brands. Like, you has can tell any, if you know. Has anybody tried the OCS store this morning? No, but I did it have wasn't a friend. It was live last night. 
I had a friend purchase from it, and he spent $45 on five half-grand pre-roll joints. Hey, can I interrupt you because I'm using my phone right now for a second? Mm -hmm. How do they get – what do I do? Hashtag live on uh, blah, blah, blah. Lifestyleradio.net or 420radio.ca. Lifestyleradio.net? Yes. Or 420radio.ca. That's good enough. You're on the webcam thingy, are you? Well, just – I'm on Instagram. So people can listen. We had Madison Baines here mm-hmm. for the 420 show on Friday, and she was on her Instagram. We had almost 500 people watching us. Really? Live yeah. on Instagram? Live on Instagram. That's we a big number live, on but live. Gonna, well, we usually get like seven. <laughs> listen, seven? Seven. <laughs> but I met a really good connection last week when I was on show live. Show some, some... The CBD some, lozenges some and all that came from Naughty, that. you know, doctor yeah, no, pictures. not happening. And maybe maybe put one of <laughs> yeah. those dummies up, a yeah. skeleton or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. You know? That's got to happen. Yeah. Well, skeletons, Halloween is coming. So are our patients uh, having having trouble today? I know over the last couple of days our patients so certainly have had issues getting their cannabis. I can see a lot of them switching to different licensed producers that do have products seen available. Seen that already. A yeah, lot of that. that. Um, well... It is difficult, but there are a few licensed producers that still do have a lot of stuff available. Like whom? They're, Solus Health has 10 strains available, 3 CBD, the rest of them I'm THC. I'm not going to say it. Um, Med Relief has product, but they were forced to switch their packaging, so they have to take all the product they already serious? had packaged, switch Why? it into new packaging because they're too flashy in advertising. <laughs> Even for medical? And it was for medical, yeah. But they medical have to be white labeled. has to be white. They're changing really? all their packaging. They notified I, I me through email I yesterday. The packaging is right across. Like it has to be completely white labeled. Interest in packaging is right like, across the board. Yeah, really? medical and rec. I they had so, yeah. different colors for their strains, and they had to change that. that. Really? It has to be all consistent and only the same. So they can't. So, but then what happens to canopy to spectrum, where it's yellow, orange, green, blue? It's a black. white label with a color. But Med Relief was specifically colored right labels. Perfect. Oh, you do? Can you? And, um, can we plug yeah. my fan you know in so it goes like We've right had your fan. Me. We we kept it with us. Thank you. I appreciate from, that. From uh, Canna Crawls. There's some nuts for you. If you that really did a nuts. good job for me up in that that big we, space. We, we can put it right and, here, <clears> and uh, it'll blow right away. So. All right. Um, Maybe put are it we? On. No, that, we're good. We're good. We're good. Yep. Okay, okay, so why don't we get? Let's see if we can at least get get Jack on the yep, line. Yeah, we're gonna call, call Jack, Jack right now. Find out what's going on over mm-hmm. there. And I know yeah. from our perspective, you know, in medicine, I'll tell you, like uh, at least from uh, my biggest fear was, you know, our, oh, are we calling him right now? Yes. Oh, okay. Hold on, everyone. But you can keep talking. <laughs> I can't oh, hear anything. Jack, look is who's just not us, there. Buddy. So uh, we'll call you back in uh, 10 minutes or so. We're calling you live and nobody's there. Yeah. That's great. It's Thanks. Like, like so what, ha- what happened in, in our in clinic? You today? know, I thought, well, I thought today what was going to happen is, you know, I, when I've done surveys on our patient population to say, hey, who's going to come back? Who's not going to come back? And there was about a 25% attrition rate, which is pretty good considering, you know, uh, we're pretty, like, we're pretty hardcore. I saw at least... 30 people today one of them left right that was it everyone else is happy and they want yeah. education right and I'll, what i'll say i mean we're getting more referrals in now than we ever have can i ask yes. what the reason was that they left or is that too personal the reason they left they didn't say they just okay. didn't want to be part of the program anymore so i'm going to make the assumption that they saw their product on the ocs store and they know that they can readily get it there and well, some of the products on the ocs store are actually cheaper than they are in the medical world if really? you really look yeah. into it Specifically, 
Uh, let's not go specific. Just specifically oils. Right. Yeah, I was just going to say oils. Oils have yeah, been cheaper oils. on there. Okay, that's actually that's a pretty good thing to know. But then including taxes and all that All stuff? the stuff on the OSIS store is tax in written on there. You just pay $5 for shipping. Mm. So okay, what the so prices the, you see on there are the prices you pay. So what's yeah they include tax mm-hmm. and shipping. And you have so specifically, veteran. one of them, an oil was like a hundred and five dollars, and on the OCS store it was eighty six. Fourteen percent. It was cheaper. It was eighty six dollars all in what's, five dollars shipping. Tax? And then the tax on there would be tax on the hundred and ten because it's medical, so it's taxed. 18%. And then you pay shipping on top of that. Okay. And that was tax taxes in taxes in on the OCS store. Wow, that's interesting. so it's cheaper. Sure? I'm 100 percent sure. I can show you it online. Let's, get, let's pull that up and let's see that. Right. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know about that. Where are we it's looking? Jesus, eh? Do you want to get? Do you want to get in here? It's Aurora. You should get in here. I want to hear what you have to say. I thought you were gonna punch me. I want to hear what you have to say. No, I totally. Um, I was looking at it this morning with Christine. And she was shocked. Yeah, but it, you know what's crazy is what he's saying is it's fifteen dollars. It was a little it, bit. It was cheaper. Yeah. It was significantly cheaper on the OCS store, and that was only a few products. Oh, okay, I not all Aurora, of them, but there are some Canadian available cannabis. cheaper. I don't know if we should be talking about specific LPs on here, people. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, probably not, not. Probably not a good idea. Right. right. I'm no longer on Aurora. <laughs> <laughs> not that we're dogging. If you look at well. If people really want to look, they can look for themselves. Yeah, of and course. And find yes. it out very yeah, easily. Yeah. But what, you know, I've, what I've noticed is people still, you know, people go to a doctor to be followed by a doctor. The thing that Synergy does or oh. that we do versus what, you know, a lot of the other people do, especially if you go to one of these, like, online online doctor places, they just basically give you a script and you walk away. You come to us and you actually get treated like a human. So you mm-hmm. become you become their doctor. You, yeah, basically. A lot of telemedicine will not help you get your grower's license and will charge you money but, for yeah, it. But, uh, right, and we also don't have any fees. But right. that being said, the... Uh, the, uh, you know, it's not just about cannabis. I know we just, you talk about you go to a doctor just for cannabis. You don't go to a doctor just for cannabis. We're going to a doctor because you have a medical need. And if you have a medical need, that's the reason you go to the doctor because it's about wellness. It's about the overall health and well-being. This is exactly what I wanted to happen. Jesus. It's vaporizing. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> now, this is great. I've been. Can, I can we cough offline here? <laughs> yeah. He'll have to push mute. Um, I can do that. Uh, I've been to see three different doctors uh, to try and get my license. Yeah. And it, it worked spanning 10 years. Yeah. Um, is it going to be... I, I'm hearing a lot of doctors are kind of taking a step back and saying, oh, I don't know, you go, just go get your four. Well, so, I mean, the question is, what are you presenting to a doctor for? If you're presenting because you want to just get cannabis, you don't need a doctor's permission to use cannabis. Mm-hmm. It's one, you never did. I mean, sure, I, I, you know, legally it says you've got to, you know, you got to get out there and uh, uh, you got to go get a prescription from a doctor. Be legal, but clearly nobody really cared about yeah. that. Yeah. So if you want to go smoke pot, go smoke pot. You don't need a physician's permission. Yeah. If you're going mm-hmm. to a doctor, it's not to just get legal and it's not just to here, get my grower's no, it's license. To feel better. It's to get medicine yes. and to be treated like, like, like you, like well, a, like a human. Yeah. I look like, at a grower's license that it empowers you to be in control of your medicine. Yes, That's right. the way I it, look at it. It does, but we're not talking about, I'm not just talking about growing right now. I'm talking about mm. why one would go to a physician in general. Okay. The reason one goes to a physician is to help them with, is to collaborate on health and, uh, on health and mm-hmm. wellness and to treat you as a whole person. 
Yep. Right? So if you go and you come to me and you tell me you have chronic pain, I'm not just prescribing cannabis. I'm prescribing cannabis. I'm pres- like I'm, I'm prescribing a whole treatment program for you, mm-hmm. which doesn't just include cannabis. It can include physio, massage, yoga, acupuncture, all mindfulness, all those things and other modalities that are outside of just cannabis. We have a question from the audience. So the question, the question, the question is, is there, are there interactions between pharmaceutical drugs and cannabis? The answer is there are, certainly there are. Uh, cannabis is metabolized the same way other drugs are metabolized. It's metabolized uh, in your liver if you ingest it. It's mostly excreted through uh, your feces, actually. Um, but it does. It does. <laughs> That's why I always say, when your shit smells like weed, you know your tank is full. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Uh, so, 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 yes, there are some drugs that you have to be careful on. For example, if you use... Um, uh, anti-epileptic medication like seizure medication or if you have uh, um, a blood disorder and uh, you're using a, a, um, a blood thinner those things can certainly interact and, and cause issues so we have to be very careful with that why is that because it, it be- because the drug rate because the, the the enzymes that metabolize the drugs so those pharmaceutical drugs are the same uh, enzymes that metabolize THC and CBD for example okay so Anything that interacts, again, with the P450 system, I mean, these are enzymes that metabolize yeah. most yeah. of the things. But it's not all of them. It's only some of them. And, and we know which ones they are in particular. So you just have to stay away from those kinds of things. I, I wanted to tell oh, everybody. I can breathe again in here. I want to tell everybody that I'm in awe sitting here with Ira. I, I hope you know that I, am, I admire you so much for what you've done for the community, Ira. I appreciate that. And and I'm honored to, well, to be doing this. I you. think I told you last night yes. I was honored to be on Yes, well, on we have to stop doing you. that. I know. Okay, we'll I just honor get on you and it. who honors me. And We're having a little bromance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. So let's see if we can get, you know, if... Let's, see no, if let's try Jack again. How about we try yeah, Jack again? Yeah, give Jack again. another ring. And if we can't get Jack, we'll try uh, Mark. Okay. Let's... Uh, Mike. Mike. That's right, Mike. Hey, pleasure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I now the Chris is hitting me. I get it. Oh, that's great. Good. Oh, pleasure to meet you. Um, are we trying Jack again? We are. Yep. We're trying trying Jack again. Oh, really? Jack Lloyd is not available. So we're gonna call. So we're gonna try Mike. Heart right right now. Just give me a second. Yeah. Don't say the number out loud, please. No. Oh. Uh, No, we're going to wait a couple more minutes to do that. Okay, you come on back. We're, we, that would be great if you did that. Paula, so, can you turn up Mike? Let's talk, let's, let's talk about, let's, let's talk about legalization here a second. Okay, let's please, because this is the day. This is 10, 17, 18. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. um, the day that a lot of people have been working. Yeah. For. And, you know, I, I also, uh, not to interrupt you, but I also just want to make sure that we acknowledge those are, that who are not with us that have been fighting for so long as well. For sure. There are a lot mm-hmm. who didn't make it to this point, unfortunately. No, for sure not. Yeah. You know, so last night I'm watching on, on TV, and uh, actually I took a picture of it 
you know, because I take pictures of these monumentous moments, occasions. Monumentous. Is that Mon- the word? Monumentous. What did I say? You said monumentous. Is that that's the I'm right word? I'm just saying. Oh. It's, I'm feeling it's a monumentous. Big word. It was a big word. I thought for sure I didn't use the right word. You screw me up there. <laughs> okay, hold on. My, by the way, I'm trying to swear less again today. I did not bring the swear jar because you my mother. Swear all no, no, my mom hates it. Oh, I'm sorry. My, my mom doesn't like it much. My either. mother just she <laughs> she she. she so what happens Frickin when you have a Jewish mother? They don't like the swearing. No, she hates mm. it. <laughs> what happened to the picture? I, well, I took a picture. It's gone. I get Alan. Oh, here it is. <laughs> you know, uh, residents can buy marijuana through Ontario Cannabis Store. I mean, I take pictures of these things yes. so I can keep them here. You know, yeah. it almost reminded me like two years ago. I know it sounds crazy to, to compare it because you can't. But when Obama uh, allowed same-sex marriage throughout the United States. Yeah. Remember that happened about two years yep. ago? I remember yeah. taking a picture, yeah. standing there, putting my daughter, who's now three, like in the picture, oh. taking these photos. I sort of put it into like that same yeah. – ca- there's like these monumentous yeah. moments in yeah. time that we have, and, and I feel like this is one of them. But at the same time, like I, it did, it took us an extra 100 years to get to, get to this point. Mm-hmm. What, what, but, what, what has been of this same statue of – historical moments like the wall coming down same-sex marriage you know same yeah. sex I, put, marriage. I put that in the same category. cannabis legalization yeah. mm-hmm. and i mean i think that i mean the world is watching us here in canada I oh 100 sure. okay and i think that even even trump is you know we've they're watching the market we create so they can feed off well they also two days ago came out and said they're going to relax on letting canadians cross the border which is very great because i don't you know it's funny i'm like i cross the border i don't take my phone i leave everything i know at home but i'm like if you know how to use google you're sort of screwed yeah your name's all over the thing so you know you we we had to be quite careful actually i'm going to tell this story a good friend of mine i sent this to you yesterday he was let out of prison yesterday in the u.s he's a veteran yep I'm not going to uh, mention his name because I don't know if I have his permission to, but he's a vet. He uh, he worked special forces. He was artillery. He worked with CIA. He worked with all these guys. You can read it. It was all in the Glo- Globe and Mail. Uh, he had a um, a pos- it was like a possession a possession charge in 2000 yeah. that he was exonerated for, and it was pardoned in 2002. And he was uh, in August. This year, then we're going back 2002. He was pardoned by Canada. He he uh, married a woman in the U.S. and he was living there, trying to get his uh, trying to get his car and come back to Canada. They set up this entire sting operation, arrested him in the DMV and put him in jail for two months. Said yeah. he was a drug dealer. Wow. This is a veteran, a Canadian Armed Forces veteran. They let him out. They let him. He's now out after two months of being in. And like, how crazy is that? This With is any the what state was it? Uh, Illinois. What was it? I don't want to say Illinois. It was uh, just look at the article I sent it. Illinois to has pretty loose laws. No, it but wasn't it was like Kansas, very strict. No, Alabama, no. Mississippi, those are very, very strict laws on cannabis. Where even a gram will land you in prison. No, he didn't have it. This was because of an uh, a pardon that he had in 2002 in Canada. Makes me think it was like one of those states. I think sure. maybe it was you know maybe it was like some undercover operation. <laughs> I don't Could know. Be that I'm too. thinking there was something going on here. I sent it to you yesterday. Uh, Al, what was it? We, we talked so much, I have to go back through everything. But so, I mean, that's what we were up against, right? Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. the you know, and, and now everybody is looking at us here in Canada to, uh, oh, here it is, Al. Here it is. I got it, guys. Um, man, we had a whole long conversation last night. That's what night. I mean. Yeah, I got to go back. Here we go. Here it is. Uh, Don't mention... I mean, it's there, but let's not put his name on the air. 
I just want to know where it, where it was. How's look, it? look, yeah, let's see that. I'm curious on what state it is. Uh, <laughs> sounds like knows. I'm in synagogue. That was, that was, that was, that was, that was, <laughs> that's yeah we need to uh u.s citizenship immigration yeah there's a lot of words in here um ice bmv dmv it doesn't even it i thought it said it um ohio Ohio. Ohio. Well, it can't be Detroit consulate. Right. See, that doesn't make sense. Detroit Detroit's is legal. in Michigan. Yeah. Detroit's in Michigan. Yeah, with the thanks. Okay. <laughs> Not in Ohio. I had no idea where Not that was. Not Ohio. No, right. But I mean, I no. guess they're next to each other. Yeah. Right? yeah they border. Yeah, they border. They border. Mm-hmm. You didn't you go to the States for yeah, something? Yeah, I went to university there. I lived there Weren't for seven years. Weren't you detained there? I was detained a few times. Um, yeah, for other purposes, nothing Ty- really illegal Ty- like that. No, Ty- Tyler was. First of all, nothing was illegal that he did. Tyler was uh, played um, played golf. Yeah, he was there on a golf scholarship. Professionally? No, for college. So oh, I was still an amateur, really? but yeah, I played NCAA golf. Cool. Now when Synergy yeah. goes out and do the, to all of its you golf get, tournaments, go, we take yeah. a ringer with yeah. us because he works there. <laughs> Want to keep him around because he wins best yep. ball. We play his ball. Take them on is. the celebrity uh, <laughs> tournaments. <laughs> that would be really fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll do that. Yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm. what, well, hold on. What were we talking about before I got on to this? So we were saying, you know, oh, um, what's been happening, right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about? You know what? I got ADHD just oh, like Jesus. you, buddy. Okay, listen. So. Uh, am I supposed to be the one who stays on topic here? I'm the no, one who has ADHD. You were talking for. about your friend who no, had the right. simple charge. So, yeah, yeah, he had that charge. Yes, so, we anyways, were, he's out I now. But we were talking where? about mm-hmm. what you know. What are other monumentous occasions that you know can be can equivalent this. that can can match this? Okay, and it I'll was, say uh, it was Ohio. He was flagged. Yeah, yeah. So we're still talking about, you know, the stigma and why people are looking at Canada. People are certainly Mm -hmm. looking at Canada, but, you know, we're sort of like the the um, the test ground for the rest of the world. You know, next month I'm going to Brazil where, you know, to uh, give a big lecture there at at their first international world. Everybody has the first world Congress. It's funny. Mm -hmm. Every every country, every time I look, there's another first world fucking Congress. (laughs) I know I shouldn't be swearing anymore, but there is. And it kind of drives me nuts. Yeah. Because like, like where, who, who had the original first world Congress? Why are they always the first? Is that just the name of the thing? Anyway, it doesn't really make much sense to me. So, but what I am doing is going to Brazil and, you know, we're already in, people are all, all over. I mean, Mexico has done a really good job at, they're looking to mm-hmm. imitate what Canada Columbia has. Well. Is, Israel has LPs already. They've yeah. been doing mm-hmm. it, well, long before we have. Uh, and uh, Colombia has been Why don't they really talk well? to Uruguay? I, Uruguay was the Uruguay's first country to legal. Yeah, it was the first legal well, country. Because Urugu- Uruguay is already there. They just, they don't have... I, I don't know. I think the system, everything's just legal. Yeah, legal cannabis. But, there, but everything, I think all hardline drugs yeah. as well are really? included in that. Yeah. Okay. So nothing is, it's, and well, they're hard, all the rates of criminality, hardline drug use, all that stuff gone, went way down. Severely down. Went from, well, 4%. Usually every population, I am full of weird statistics. Eh? You, now that you think are, about it. But it's like so an encyclopedia. Every population it. that you look at Google has about 4 to 6% hardline hard drug use. Yes. Um, and we're talking crack cocaine heroin because mm-hmm. uh, cannabis is not in that. Cannabis was, if you can imagine this, up till 2000 and. 12 or 15, I can't remember. I'm going to say 2000 and 2015 in the Canadian census. Until that time, I may be off. It may be 2012, guys. Uh, until that time, <clears throat> cannabis was included in all these hardline drugs 
But what they noticed in places like Uruguay and Netherlands and all those experiences, uh, Wales, when they started, when they legalized all these things, uh, hardline drug use went from like 4% because every population has about a 4% to 6% hardline drug use. And they noticed that when uh, they, when they, when mm-hmm. wherever the laws around cannabis were lax, more lax, less criminality, less hardline drug use. And uh, when hardline drugs were all legalized, it went from four percent to two percent. So uh, we wow. know that the the problem the the problem isn't making it available because I always say you can't stop stupid, right? If you want to abuse something, you're going to abuse it. Yep. Whether you want to sit on your chair and play with your phone all day, you know, I wasn't calling anybody out in a tired cat's hat sitting here right here. No, he's not listening. <laughs> so um yeah whether we're sitting on our phone or whether you know we want to sit sit on couch not be active whether we're eating chips peanut like you can abuse anything you want right and just like everything else it can be abused so are we going to start making peanuts illegal because obesity is the number one death killer in the world no we can't like we're not gonna you're gonna outlaw you know lucky charms because of that no you're not gonna do that Sugar. Well, I mean, sh- is sugar going to be banned? No, it's more addictive Caffeine. than all of these things. Right. So, of course, it's not. So, <clears throat> so I mean, so it's, it all comes down to education, and that's where we're at right now. And that's, I think, what you were talking about earlier. People are still coming over to clinics. People are still opening themselves up now to the idea of mm-hmm. – of, um, No, thank you. Uh, to the idea of um, – yeah, it looks like a really healthy CBD. As I'm talking about chocolate, <laughs> Jesus. Told, what? You know what it you. is? I, I warned you I know, I'm an asshole. I say all these things. Does anybody, if there's anybody out there that actually listens to anything I say, please. Come and leave a comment. I taught a healthy edible class you at did. a clinic. Thank you. Mm, so These are really good, actually. These thanks. are... Uh, CBD oil. What? CBD oil. CBD oil. Yeah, yeah, no, this is going really well, guys. That will balance them out. The CBD will help bring yeah. them back down. <laughs> okay, thanks. I'm, guys, okay, again, you can still make healthy choices, yes. right? Remember, when we talk about, what what have we talked about, for, and I keep going back to the same thing. When we talk about cannabis, yes. we're talking about health and wellness. At least yes. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. Clint had a good argument last week. You can't argue with that. If you're using cannabis to get high, fair. I have no argument with that. That, I think, is the only argument that's valid on the recreational side. I'm using it to get high. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I'm not going to argue with you. Like, that, like there's no argument you're left. You're having fun. Yeah, you're having, yeah, you're fun. having fun. There's mm-hmm. no argument. You're but as soon as you start saying, being. I'm using it for medicine and to medicate and all this other stuff and health and wellness, yep. well, then I'm going to have an argument against, against combustion. I'm going to have an argument against the way you're using it and eating chocolate chips and all the other stuff. How are people not going to get fined when they're in their car and Right, so yeah, I know. I have no idea. I mean, there's a whole to do. We've we've got we've. I think we. You know, I think uh, this is it's it's a, it's a good yeah. question. Yeah, let's ask Jack. Also, that question, your passenger but, could smell, and you yeah. don't. Like, there's a lot of weird things that are gonna have to be sorted out yeah. in the future but for sure. Can we go back to my question? Yeah, we can. <laughs> Uh, for the record, I did not interrupt. Yeah, that no, part. that was good. No, I like the question. You know what I love about it? Because I'm, I'm, you know, it's what's crazy is that we follow the like only we like us can follow these kind of conversations. Yeah. If I talk to like I don't say other people that all uh, only linear think linearly, they just don't follow. No. One of the reasons why I invited you to come here, even though I know that you're dead set against the combustion. Thank you for putting up with us today. Uh, is because I wanted whoever was here to have an opportunity 
to talk to you. Yeah, of course. And have the conversation it. because my friend, uh, I mean, people pay to come and hear you speak at big yeah, events yeah. and stuff like that. To be able to have you every week for an hour and a half to myself with Tyler. No, it's a bromance. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love you, Al. The questions. My my mind is overflowing. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, ask away. I, I'm I'm here. I'm. So the question was, you know, the other question was, okay, so the health and wealth, and but that argument stands up though, right? If you're yeah, in the rec in world, in my opinion, you, yes. Right. So you you, I'm not going to argue against combustion if you're telling me. I mean, I'll always talk about you know forms of wellness. Yeah, I, you know, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. Need those. I, What's that? that? Yeah, you expect me to talk about health and wellness. This is a lot better. You I don't c- need them at all. No, we'll, we'll hear. Is, yeah, yeah. When somebody decides to actually answer. Their I don't know why I have these things in my ears <laughs> the whole time. And I'm like, why is it so loud? I I'm hear it way better. This with Jack, by yeah, the way. Okay. okay. So, um, anyway, I lost my whole damn train of thought. Sorry, now. I'm sorry. Then. Tell me to take these out of my ears. It's like health swirl. and wellness. Where am I going? Yeah, we're talking health talking and about. wellness. I don't know. Forget it. I'm over it. Let's it. forget it. I don't right. know what I was talking Let's about. Let's move anymore. on to we were, we were talking about legalization day. Okay, so oh, we want we want to we? bring uh, if we can now. Uh, I'm gonna call Mike. Doctor Mike. I'm gonna Hart. call. I'm gonna call Doctor Hart. And here's the number. Um, you know, I'm calling. I'm calling Doctor Hart because the questions I have for him is what he what is All he right. seeing in his clinic? Oops, no, not that one, folks. Hey, you're gonna tag me in that so I can post it on Synergy, yeah? Synergy, blah, blah. You know you can post stories. I'm learning what's, all this stuff. What, what's the uh, uh, web URL? What are for, you for vibrating Synergy? at? Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Oh, here we go. Looking for the I was uh, just about I to said, start what is, what is the Synergy website? Well, I'm Oh, calling. the Synergy website is yeah. synergyhealthservices.ca. Yeah. And also, but tag uh, at Dr. Irie, or is it IRA? Dr. Dr. IRA. IRA. That would be a good one. Though. It was Dr. Irie. I changed. I may change it back. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Irie. I like, Dr. I like Irie. that. That's what they call, you know, in California when we have uh, when we have our retreat, at cannabis retreats, um, <clears throat> when we throw them. Yeah, that's what they all call me is Irie. Mm-hmm. That's what I was, aside from being called rehab when I was a kid. <laughs> were you called <laughs> rehab Irie. when you were a kid? <laughs> What's that? What, my personal one is, uh, it's, uh, it's at, no, but my Instagram is I-R-A. It's I dot R dot A dot because I think Irie was taken, but my ins- my Twitter is Doctor underscore Irie I R E E two E's, and then one I one R two E's. Yeah, but for Irie. Instagram, if you can do if you can tag <laughs> what is it Doctor I R A, and then Synergy uh, Health Services. Right. You ready to call? Hold uh, on. Yeah. The doc? You yeah, won't yeah. need those. No. Why don't I need these? Well, you can use them if you want. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully we won't need them. All right. I can't hear out of that. Okay, we'll see if you can hear in there. No, it doesn't ring. Damn it. Oh, I should tell them we're calling. Too late. We're already calling. <laughs> I'll get a story when you start talking. Okay, I'm gonna hang, hang up, up because I don't want to go to the yeah, message. Yeah. Okay, so, so we'll we'll we're get two him. for two. I just, no, I just <laughs> <laughs> I just called up. him. Listen, you'll get used to this. Yeah. But the good thing is, is one of the things that I, I like using these kind of things. One of the things we're uh, we're gonna we're gonna get all this boop. set up. One Oops. of the things no, I, I like, like about uh, doing a show with three people 
is there's never really a break. When one loses the words, the other one you know, picks it up. I got a lot to talk about. And that's the thing. I'm full yeah. of hot Sometimes air. I can't talk because you're talking so, so much. Let me ask I know. You I'm just I'm kidding. No, shut just up. Just let me ask face. you a question. I had, Tyler. about three years ago, I had uh, a delightful conversation with Dr. David Behrman from the States. And he is a specialist with uh, ADHD and cannabis. Well, I'm a specialist with ADHD, too. Well, that's why Same. I'm bringing it up. I do kidding. read your bio. Uh, <laughs> oh, did I so write that in there? Tell me why. Everyone has ADHD. Why does it work for I th- me? I think I was one of the first people with, you know, back... Okay, okay, so well, let's go to you your question. Have you been formally for diagnosed with ADHD? I, I haven't really spoken much about my about my past or my story. Okay. But uh, one day, re- watch, watch the... Uh, I get too sensitive over yeah. it. Uh, one day, watch the movie. No, I was a high school dropout. Really? I, yeah, yeah. I dropped and out of high school. And then you went back to university. That's right. Yeah, I left high. It took me seven years to get out of high the school. the same thing. Um, and then I did really well in university. I had a direction. I, I knew what that. I wanted to. I, actually, I didn't even want to be a doctor. Man, even how I became a doctor, the whole story is a little crazy. Hey, we've but got another hour left. I was... Uh, <laughs> no, no. We're on legalization. I don't want to okay. talk about... But, I, I mean, just quickly, you know, briefly, I... I was I was always the kid that um, you know the the clown of the class yeah. clown yeah, you yeah, know yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm sure everybody in here can probably relate to that because I can or, or like at least some of us can fuck if you were all the smart kid in the class well I wasn't mm-hmm. uh, I was the I was the class clown I was the kid but at the back I was never to the monkeys. I, I was never a bully I was never mean to people I was really super social so every Every report card of mine said, super awesome kid, super friendly, super social, doesn't sit down. F, D, whatever it is, D or F. There was nothing higher than a D or F, like my entire, pretty much my entire life until until I went back to high school <clears throat> when I was in uh, 11th or 12th grade. I returned at 27. Yeah. I quit the day I turned 19. Yeah. No, I, f- I finished. I was probably... Like, I, I mean, you normally finish at 18. Yeah. I finished at, like, 20 or something yeah. like that. Um, and then I did four years of university right there. I like tried right after to do that. the college thing. It yeah. didn't work out so well. Um, so I, uh, I was always that class clown. And finally, yeah. and there was no doctor, like, the in, class the, drunk. In, in the, in the <laughs> class, like, in the city that wanted to deal with They couldn't even do those assessments on me because the assessment was... He won't even sit down to have the assessment yeah. done because yeah. Yeah, yeah, everything yeah. was a joke. You know, I never really cared very much about any of those things. I just wanted to, I was having a great time. I had an amazing high school career yeah. and because yeah. it was fun. I never did a I got a buck of doobie. I didn't even know that there was homework. Like when I see, you know, it's funny. I'd go to somebody's yeah. house and this, the, these people would be like actually writing in a notebook, like doing homework at what home. Stu- what, did you, did, what courses did you take? No, in high school. We're talking high school. That's what I'm talking about. What did you Don't you have to your... take like all courses? Well, I went to Castle Frank here in, in Toronto and I, it was a, a, I went to like a eight level different four high, schools. high school where we had shop and I took drag drafting and music i took uh anyway i took like drama <laughs> i did every phys ed class there was i was you yeah, know I captain see. i was okay. on every team i was captain of our rugby team yeah. captain of all the teams until you get thrown off for having shitty grades you know that's that's sort of what happened <clears throat> but it wasn't until i met this one doctor and i'll say his name is dr hoffer he was amazing this guy in toronto was probably was 16 at the time and I, ha- I still hadn't dropped out of high school but technically i was supposed to be in 10th grade or grade 10 and i had like and he had credits he had to get 30 credits at the time i had like eight uh, and, you know, <clears throat> maybe even less. And uh, he said, bring every report card you've had since grade two. 
That's what he told my mother to do. And every report card said the exact same thing. Great kid can't sit still. Great kid can't sit still. Great kid can't sit still. And so he, he you know, and, and I wasn't a kid anymore. So I wasn't like, it wasn't like, hey, I'm sticking every kid on Ridley. Uh, and he said, well, you know, there's this new drug. And, uh, Concerta. and it, Concerta wasn't out yet. It was oh, still okay. just Ritalin is all they had. I was on Ritalin and so Dexedrin <laughs> from the age of I was, five. Yeah, so I was on Ritalin and Dex. Funny, yeah. both of them. <laughs> Yeah. I think that's so, why we get along. Yeah, so so Ridlin <laughs> it literally overnight changed my life. Yeah. Like I was I read my first book, which was Lord of the Flies. I know this sounds crazy because people book. read right, but it was it was great, it was eleventh grade. It was like three years into high school and I sat down and I actually read a book. And I did a book report. All my book reports were done on on box sets, funny enough. I did like all, and I always repeated them. It was always Janis Joplin's box set or like uh, Led Zeppelin's box set. So you listen to music. I would read the uh, back. And they say that that's good for yeah, yeah. somebody with ADHD. Um, uh, just just a quick quick thing so you know I'm on the same level. Yeah. Age five, I was a case study at the Hinks Clinic yeah. and Clark. Yeah. I was bussed down in a cab two days a week to be watched behind a glass. Yeah. For hyperactive kids, I was on Ritalin and Dexedrine, very high doses. At 16, my doctor said, are you smoking pot? No, but my friends are. If you start smoking pot, stop taking the pills because it'll do the same thing. I was 16 years old. My parents gave me the choice of going off the medicine, and I did. Yeah. Hi. Well, that's amazing. (laughs) At age 16, I mean, I was doing everything back at age 16. That was I've just recently, uh, three months ago... Stop taking Wellbutrin, and wow. I feel I feel even better. It's amazing, Al. Good for you. you. Know. Now you got to help me with the weight, buddy. Yeah, well, I told you. Yeah, I know. I no gotta more get chocolate. You in. Yeah, <laughs> no more of this junkola. You Swicks? come to clinic. Uh-uh. Yes. You, no. <laughs> okay, but you train. You come to the clinic, and we're gonna get you on a whole whole I'm nutrition, coming. a whole nutrition and health okay. plan. Awesome. Yeah. So we're gonna hold you I it. um I finally got on, and literally overnight, I went from failing. Yeah. To, to 85, 90, 90, like, and eventually nice. it was like 95. It was literally overnight. And it wasn't, it was just because I sat down and I listened to so what they were saying. You're for mm-hmm. in that? You're, and like, I'm for, I, I've tried everything. Yeah. There's a point where there is a place for pharmaceuticals. Yes. I, I was using cannabis like a lot back then as well. Yeah. yeah. There was, and I was 16, 17, so I decided how Same I was, age, yeah. how I was going to use it. Yeah. It wasn't just the kid is hyperactive mm-hmm. in grade six, so we're going to start him on. See, I was, I boys was learn, violent. That was boy, boys learn very differently than than, than yeah. girls. We just yeah. know that that's and the traditional the traditional method that we use for for education. Yeah. This is a 200-year-old institution yeah. that was built for people that were working in factories. Yep. It wasn't built for like us to sit in class and raise our hand and do, "Hey, can I ask you a question?" No, we weren't. We're not built for that. Yeah, so, no. which is why my kids are doing Montessori now. But <clears throat> oh, really? And is it yeah. helping? Well, I know they're just start. I mean, they're just, they're just started. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, she's too young to to know. <laughs> I don't know what she's doing, but whatever. So, you know, the point being that that there is a time and a place mm-hmm. for everything. And I'm, it's not that I'm against pharmaceuticals. I'm against the overuse of pharmaceuticals and the uh, um, and the inappropriate diagnosis on behalf of I want to call them lazy physicians because they're not. Yeah, it's not that doctors. they're lazy. Well, it's they're they're over demanding patients with lazy physicians. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's it, I, I think it's 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 two people. It takes two people to tango. Do you want right? to clarify some, what a lazy physician is? 
in well, your mind? Yeah, somebody that just says, take this, go away, doesn't give you five minutes of their time. But at the mm-hmm. same time, you know, I am a physician, so I understand the physician's perspective. What As is the standard uh, there is appointment no, there is the, uh, no. Honestly, they say you should be under five minutes because you don't get paid. Really? It's, I've, you know, I've pretty much worked at Synergy for eight years for free. Yeah. I haven't taken a, like, because I pay everybody else. You know, I, I, if I was to do what I was doing anywhere else, the amount of time that I spent, I could retire. Yeah. Yeah. But I literally take, a liter, barely take and a, you're a, still, a penny you're from still it. doing other things as well. And, right? and so I, that's how I earn a living. Yeah, that's what I mean. You know, is so by work, all the other stuff. I pay all the other physicians that are in there, but I don't pay yeah. myself. I barely, if ever. I mean, I, I do that, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, you know, physicians work really, 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 really hard. And, but there are, again, physicians that, that, that will just see you and, and just, you know, yeah. take this, go away. I don't want to think about it because it's difficult. But then there's patients that are super overly mm-hmm. demanding towards yeah, those physicians. It's hard, it's hard. And it's and how yeah. do you find that? So, I mean, I guess the fault lies everywhere. you got to find it. Yeah, you got to find so a good balance. I just found out you're also an Ontario coroner. Yes, I am. Yeah, I'm a coroner. My father was on the Physicians and Surgeons Board at one time. Oh, really? Yeah. That's Dr. Awesome. Morton. Yeah, they don't like me. He was a <laughs> psychiatrist. They don't like you? No, they do. They do. <laughs> so, pardon me? Would I like patient feedback? Oh, sure. <coughs> I'd love to hear, but are we going to get into an argument right no, here? No, I don't think so. Okay, beautiful. The, uh, uh, hi, I'm Chris Lawson, and hey, I'm a MedPod exemptee. Hey. And I've been a MedPod exemptee since 1999 when oh, the doctor first Section 56. Put, yes, in fact, I brought with me... Uh, the paperwork they first sent me, they didn't even have Section 56 exemptions available. That had just been made newly available. Yeah. And what they sent me is an interim guidance document. They didn't even have application forms yet. Right. Oh, they had, now, the doctor that signed my application uh, was Dr. Shapiro of the uh, uh, Wilson Medical Center. He founded that medical center, and it was a pet peeve of his about d- government interference in doctor-patient privilege. Yeah. So he was gung-ho for giving me my cannabis exemption with the Section 56 exemption, and they gave me nothing but hard times and, and refusals, uh, including, uh, we don't understand why you want to uh, you use cannabis use for cannabis, medical purposes. Yeah. Yep. And yet they'd had it completely explained to them. Uh, Dr. Well, were Sh- you, I, I'm, I'm not going to get into your whole history yeah, here. Without getting into the medical history, yeah. Dr. Shapiro said, Chris, you studied pre-med at Mac, so why don't you fill out all the answers, and I'll look them over, and if I agree, I'll sign that that's my official opinion. So I, and I brought my original application with me. It's a 25-page really? type document with all footnotes. They didn't even have to turn the page to find the sources, with over 500 sources in the scientific and medical literature to answer every question, so it wasn't just my opinion. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I would say... For this medical condition A, they want to prescribe me XYZ, and here's why XYZ and the medical literature are not good long-term. Here's why cannabis long-term works for it, and why it's perfectly safe long-term, and right. why the risks of cannabis are, are far less than the risks of the, the other yeah. things. And I went through every medical condition that was at issue. Now, so you right, took control of your medicine. Exactly. And I'm a, I'm a senior citizen now. And you are. You look great. Yeah, thank you. And I have, and Jeez. I have only one prescription cannabis. now, and that's cannabis. They've gotten rid of benzodiazepines, corticosteroids, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, and opiates. Who's that? All replaced by cannabis. Who's calling? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hold on. We, we got, got a caller. Go we got a caller. Hi. We, we got, got a caller. caller. Who's calling? Ain't nobody. Hello. Hello. Sorry about that. Okay. Fire away. Okay. Go ahead. 
so now the new regulations are it's a dollar a gram in taxes alone plus another what 3.9 percent or whatever yeah. on everything yeah yeah now I'm prescribed 20 grams a day. You do the math. It's over $600 a month in taxes alone. Yeah. How is that feasible? How is 20? So do we want if we're? Do you want to get into 20 well, grams per well, day with that, me? Because I don't want to get I, into it. That, no, that that is simply so that I'm I will have the leeway for making concentrates and be able to eat it, which I need a much higher amount to have the same effective dose. It's still a one-to-one one ratio. It's still a one-to-one one ratio. You may, if you're making your own concentrates, I mean, sure, you may get like two grams or a gram out of 20 out of an ounce, but you're still going to use that. You're still not going to use that whole 20 grams in one day. So even if you had five gram license, which would give you, mm-hmm. you know, let's five times what it was 30, whatever, you know, if I whatever five, it is per month. Hold it, on, it would give you 150 grams per month, and you were making your own concentrate you're not using that full gram that you would get out of it. So it's still a one-to-one. You would just use that little dab per day. Well, it's processed through the liver instead of through the lungs. And and that varies from person to person, plus tolerances change. And my tolerances are such that I need a great amount if I'm eating it orally for it to have the same effective dose for me. And you can... Change your strain, my friend. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Yeah, and I I found it makes a difference. Should have left out that part. (laughs) You know, some people don't have. You know, some people don't realize that. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that I'm at, I'm at the point where I'm really interested in this. What I'm smoking and and, and, or sorry, vaping. Remove this lighter from in front of my Uh, whiner. (laughs) I know. Do as I say, not as I do. (laughs) The doctor's in the house. Um, I really try and watch. The strains that I'm using now, because of my ADHD, because if I smoke a little bit too much, that goes back to your question. Sorry. Okay, so let's go back. We were talking about my ADHD. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I'm just going to go back to your question. Why does it work for ADHD? First, I I, I preface this with there are no randomized control trials. Yeah. On. uh, Well, there should be. Well, we're getting there. We're getting. No, I'm doing. We're doing them. I'll tell you, they're happening now. There's um. There is. There are LPs. I have a research company too. Yeah. And I'm doing RCTs now. Like we're available. We're yeah yeah. We're going to be recruiting for a, a, a couple uh, um, a couple studies coming yeah. up in the very near future. Cool. My, the study, I, mean, I can't really talk about it yet. Yeah. You need but to we're get your tolerance it. limits. You got yeah, me yeah, over here. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, you've been, you know, you've been down there, that road a long time. But <laughs> in, the, in the basic literature, why does it work? So uh, ADHD is, a, is an effect of dopamine a on, chemical, on imbalance. A chemical imbalance on a certain part of your brain. Yeah. Cannabinoids work on similar receptors and some of the same receptors and have the same effect as dopamine does on those receptor sites, which is why it helps for those things. And is it reversed like Ritalin with somebody who doesn't So the problem with Ritalin is that, you know, it's a sympathomimetic. It works as a, which translates to, it's like, it's like an amphetamine. Yeah. So so if you don't have that, it calms you down if you do have, or, you know. So you're saying the opposite. So basically somebody who has ADHD, for example, if they used speed, they would calm down. Yeah. Where somebody I'm who doesn't, baby. if somebody doesn't have you know ADHD and, and yeah. they use speed, they're going to go in the opposite that's crazy right. direction. That's why it's but that's because of the turnoff. Drug. We just don't yeah. have enough dopamine, yeah. so cannabinoids can uh. re- help replace that kind of thing. They don't replace dopamine, yeah. but they can work on similar receptors and help that. That's the basic literature around. But does it, it reverse like it does with Ritalin? Because when I you know say reverse. Can, well, what do you mean? For instance, it counters differently. Uh, a sativa will act differently to me than somebody 
else. So if we're going on to, you know, for when I talk about sativas and indicas, I don't talk about strains at all. I talk okay. about geographical locations because okay. that's all a sativa and an indica are. They're just geographical locations on our planet. They contain, now, there are certain characteristics of a sativa. For example, if it was, if it's bred closer to the equator, which is what the idea of a sativa is, um, you have a lot more sunlight and you're fighting for sunlight and, uh, and uh, you know, those. that's why the sativa, that's why the, the plant that comes from a sativa is like these long, yeah. beautiful arms. Yeah. I was to catch the rain as they had to fight for space. As opposed and to then an indica. An indica that was really small. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, but what happens to THC in, um, in, in sunlight and stuff like that is, is it degrades with yeah. heat and stuff, right? So you, you get different terpenes and different characteristics based on the geographical location. But if we're, I can give you two strains that uh, that are are uh, both indicas or both sativas that act totally different on two different people. Mm-hmm. So talking about it as an indica and sativa is a little difficult. I think it's the entourage and the effect of all of the cannabinoids together. So for uh, you, what you're feeling is the different the different effect of the entourage affecting you. I think I think uh, in addition to geographical area, I think you have to look at altitude as well. Agreed. Because in the same yes. area, you that can get higher. It too? Well, absolutely. So the higher the the mountain cannabis yeah. has greater uh, effects from the radiation, the UV rays, and it produces higher THC levels. So a lot of the uh, cannabis varieties that are used, for example, for hashish, where they want lots right, of right, like Kashmirian hashish, high mountain exactly. climate, it's all mountain yeah, stuff. you're you're hundred percent exactly. Yeah, and you're your, correct. Your, your, your Kush strains and Afghani strains. So are all the mountain higher strains. up the mountain, the higher right. the, the strain. Right. The, yeah, so the higher up the mountain, the higher you're you indica, get from the buzz. Yeah. Right. You so gotta you sit closer. Get in there. Get in there. They have much f- faster flowering phases. The higher they are up in the yeah. mountain, closer to the sun. Yeah. So if you don't harvest them at the right time, they will be damaged after, and the THC will drop. And the I UV just, will affect it negatively. I've just after learned a that of time. the smell. Most people say smell it. The smell actually. The Try sm- that again. Okay. The smell actually is is a factor in how good the cannabis oh, is. Oh, 100%. Well, I mean, I think the that'll terpenes. tell you how yeah. the, the terpene profile, and the, and we know those degrade over time as well. Here, ask Tyler. If, if the... cured properly, you can restrain them for a longer period of time if stored properly as well. The drying and curing process is where you lock those aromas and terpenes into the cannabis. It's a very important step. Yes, patience. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I hope that helps you with your uh, AD, ADHD question. Yeah, I, I, I'll have I mean, more. You can, yeah, yeah, There'll certainly. We're going to try calling up calling up this guy again. Uh, so I appreciate, wow, 1999. So, you know, I've only gone through four iterations of this. You're, this is your fifth iteration. Exactly, and I can see that it's still not going to be perfect. For well, example, they don't yeah. allow concentrates, and yet the BC courts have already said in some of the uh, cases for MedPOP patients that you're allowed to have concentrates. So this this new law is automatically going to be unconstitutional yeah. if it gets challenged, right. in my opinion. The state, now. the state of British Columbia. It... Hey, hey, Mike, Dr. Hart, are you, Dr. Hart, you there? Hi, hi. Hey, Doc, thanks so much for, thanks so much for taking our call. Can you hear us okay? You can hear us? Yeah, good. So you're, we're live right now to let, you're, you're on the higher estate, the podcast with me. And uh, we also have Al here from uh, Lifestyle Radio and the 420 show. Hi, hi, how are you, Dr. Hart? I'm looking forward to chatting with you. I've been l- l- waiting for a while to do so. So, uh, the, 
What are you? I'm just. We're trying to figure out how to get that sound. I can't hear that. I can hear him, but it's all the way up there. How can I get him onto here? Maybe Al can help me out with that. Uh, so, what are you know? So now, hey, can, I mean, I'd say congrats on legalization, but at the same time, um, you know, from a medical perspective, what we're what are you seeing in clinic? What's happening to you today in clinic? Are you are you noticing are you noticing at all that uh, that there's LPs aren't providing the cannabis that is required to patients? We're seeing that in our clinic. I, I mean, I, I can't agree with you any more than sort of what you just said, because we're seeing we're seeing that in in clinic for sure. Like even in the last two days, most people are now having to change their licensed producers because they're these LPs. Like even just as yesterday, had you know, I was in clinic working yesterday. The LP had had all this availability for all their strains, and all of a sudden today, boom, there's nothing left. Like where did where did it all go? We know where we know where it went. So you know, and then Tyler, you know, works in our clinic. He was if you look at the OCS site, the oils for there are there's certain LP that has their oils less expensive for the rec market than they do at the OCS than they do for medical cannabis patients for the medical side it's crazy so did I Um, to, 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 to 
I honestly just learned this today. It wasn't even, it was brought to my attention while I was sitting here like an hour ago uh, having this conversation. It was the first thing Tyler had mentioned because I was like, what's happening in our clinic is, first of all, you know, just for the, for everybody who's listening, the cl- again, just to reiterate that we're getting more referrals now than we ever have, mostly around education. And, and I'm sure all the clinics, the, there's not, I, I thought there was going to be a lot more attrition even in day one than there was, which is outstanding. We had one patient that wasn't interested in staying. That's it. And, uh, and so patients that come to, for example, Mike's clinic or Dr. Hart's clinic, the ready to go clinic, they're going there for medicine. You're not just getting, I mean, Dr. Hart is one of the smartest physicians that I know and who works around functional medicine and, uh, and life and, uh, and wellness health and wellness and when you go to his clinic you're not just going there to get cannabis he's going to try to help your entire life and that's sort of how we are at synergy in the same vein so you won't find clinics like ours decreasing all that much right now but my biggest fear is that there isn't going to be enough around what do we do about this well i think that you know having conversations like this probably the first therapy you know getting the word out there that people who are using it medically I mean, those are the patients that need to be taken care of first. So, uh, you know, I think just continuing to have this, uh, these types of conversations and doing whatever you can, getting the word out that need medical uh, patients to get out. Just to accept it. And, you know, until that happens, do you think that we'll be able to affect change at a governmental level just doing this or do you think that there's a need for you know physicians to organize and i know that the oma we we have you know dr vibora who and the other physician there they started that uh the OMA section for physicians or for cannabis, but do you think that do you think physicians need to get together in order to uh, affect change, or do you think we even have the potential to do that? Well, I mean, unfortunately, I don't know if uh, this is you know, a single physician or a couple physicians. What have the power to overthrow what's kind of going on and put more emphasis on on the medical cannabis part? I think that it's definitely a worthwhile effort. We should absolutely, you know, uh, form a coalition and, and do it. So, you know, I'm definitely on board for, you know, bringing in any uh, physicians who feel that cannabis is a medicine or a, uh, you know, a recreational uh, tool. And that uh, if we can do that, we will be able to get the word out a little bit more. So I'm totally in agreement with everything uh, that you're saying. I love it. So, I mean, I'm going to hold us to that so that we you heard it here. We're going to start something like that. I'm totally down to start something like that. I think it's a great idea. If you had one last thing, I mean, it is recreational or lifestyle today. You know what I always say is, you know, if it, it's about health and wellness for me, vape, don't combust. Uh, but if you had, you had a message to tell uh, the recreational users out there and even, you know, um, I'm still happy that, that, you know, prohibition is over because it didn't work even, you know, even from a factor of, you know, putting people in prisons doesn't work and, and we should treat addiction in, in hospitals, not in prisons and all those kind of things. But um, if you had something to say to the rec market today, just as a closing statement and uh, any, anything you wanted to put out there, feel free. Let me, let me hear it. Okay, sure. So I think that everyone in the black market needs to understand that uh, cannabis is a medicine first and foremost. 
And when I say that, I mean that as we discussed, we should be redirecting the medical grade candidates towards medical patients. And if you are a recreational user, then you should take it upon yourself to realize that you know, if you are uh, purchasing recreational cannabis, you, know, you are in fact potentially contributing to someone not being able to access the medicine. So, you know, just keep that in mind and be aware of, of what you're doing and what the consequences of your actions could be for you know, purchasing recreational cannabis when that cannabis you know, is supposed to be purchased by, uh, by a medical patient. That's a great point. That's actually a great point. You know, I never thought about it like that. And uh, to the rec, to the rec person, if you're using it to get high, use it to get high, but save the medical strains for, for the medical patients because there's just not enough right now. That's a great point. I love that point. Well, Mike, thank you so much for uh, for being on and and uh, telling us how how it's going in in your clinic. I'm, I know you're in the middle of a busy clinic, and I won't keep you on forever. So, uh, we're, I'm going to hold you to that. And we're going to uh, we're going to be in touch so that we can create this coalition. Why wouldn't we do it? So, thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. I know you do. I love it. I I mean I know you do. You're one of the the best guys out there. I say that all the time. Thanks so much for coming on, Doc. Thank you, sir. All right. All right. Cheers. Good luck in clinic. Okay, Goodbye. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. You uh, you heard it here. I think uh, I think that makes a lot of sense. Do you want this? That was great. I could hear through that. Yeah, you'll need this. Okay. For, we're going to call Jack in about ten or so, fifteen minutes. Okay. I think that's a great point. Hold on. I th- I just I I just want to hit that last point is if you are a recreational user and I mean sure if you're a, li- a recreational user using it to medicate understandable um if you're a rec rec user looking to just get high which is nothing wrong with that that's like i said that's the argument uh it's still safer than using alcohol or any of your other yeah, other amen stuff to that. yeah 100 yeah, percent um but think about the patients as well who need their medicine can i ask a question flat out far away is cannabis one of the safest medicines on this planet yes certainly it is yeah. It doesn't come without its harms. Yes. But when you relatively look at the other drugs that it's used instead of, you're talking ball games, apples and oranges. Do you know the best thing to do? There was a good. Here's another little, uh, another piece of my brain, another stat. Uh, 2006, Gable et al. Uh, put out a really awesome chart that uh, listed on the X and or the Y and X axis. He put um, a lethal dose to le- right. lethal dose to um to addiction to uh, no no lethal dose to to um addiction rates or um what's what's the uh other word for addiction that i'm thinking of Uh, anyway to uh, anyway i think it was addiction addiction was on the y-axis and um (laughs) and uh harmful lethal dose was on the y-axis so if you're looking at the lower left hand corner you're looking at the least lethal if you're looking at the top right hand corner you're looking at the most lethal so if you look at the absolute bottom and i'm going to talk about plant-based medicine for a second the lowest on his list was psilocybin um be really? or, yeah mm-hmm. psilocybin being on the lowest now i'm not going to get into a whole psilocybin okay. talk here guys we'll do that they, another time yeah we could do they we <laughs> could do that another time but uh psilocybin was on the the lowest this is two th- this isn't even my data this 
is data by Gable, 2006. You can look it up. Um, psilocybin, actually, LSD, were on the lowest end. And then you had cannabis over there. If you look at what cannabis is used for, let's say we're using it, 75% of our patients are, are uh, pain-related disorders. So you go all the way to morphine. You go to morphine. Morphine and heroin are the top two on the top right-hand side. Mm-hmm. So the you know one in eight people under the age of 45 is going to die from an, uh, a uh, opioid-related death. You know, right now we're seeing like it is, as you know, as as a coroner, it's insane. It I don't know what that was, but Sorry. we went we went to break there for a second. <laughs> we're seeing like we're seeing no, they didn't in, in, insane amounts of death and uh, destruction secondary to opioids. But if you look at that gable that gable chart, the you know, c- cannabis is on the least harmful. Um, harmful side, whereas morphine and and uh, opioids, even benzodiazepines like lorazepam and Ativan, which is the same thing, like all those types of things, and barbiturates, they're all on that top right hand side. So, and those are the things that we mostly mm-hmm. all, um, alternate cannabis and uh, those right. drugs for. So, when you talk about it as a relative drug, it's certainly talking about apples and oranges when it comes to the harmful side effects of it. That's not to say there aren't harmful side effects. And a sad thing. I've had benzodiazepines replaced with cannabis. I've had opioids replaced with cannabis. Non-steroidal inflammatory drugs replaced with cannabis. And steroids replaced with cannabis. Certainly. Now, all of those replaced, but yet they won't pay for my cannabis. I'm a senior. Uh, every yeah. other senior pays $100. That's going to change. Yeah. It's going to take some time, but I think that's going to change. That's all they need to do. Then they can charge whatever Ready rates they the want, and then the government can cover it because they can charge themselves whatever they like no. for it. Right. <laughs> you know. So, well, hold on a second. They're kosher, though. Yeah. And they're well, even. They're e- they even say Do there's you no eat kosher. No. No. In the house. No. 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 Your parents? Yes. My yeah, father my is father a did. rabbi. My mom did. I was raised kosher. My uncle diet. is at the Hebrew Union. I. I. Uh, that sound horrible. I don't want to. Say, I can't say it. No, I'm no longer. I'm. Not, I'm. Uh, I don't. I don't partake in religion. I partake in humanity. Um, yep, yep. The spiritual right? side. I can't even. Well, you know, human side. Even of even the rabbis approve of cannabis. It's in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. And the, it was yeah. in the anointing yeah. oil. And yeah. the the archaeologically the finds of of hashish, or I should say of incense. It's actually hashish yeah, it could from Bet Shemesh, Israel. Could be. Still had THC in it. Could they be. found they found examples of it. Peanuts. Deaver and associates, uh, Deaver et al. Mm-hmm. Uh, to look at their research. Uh, just as a side note, uh, I was recognized as an expert in the history of cannabis and cannabinoids, uh, actually entheogens in general in ancient religions in four different court cases. Really? Yes. Wow, that's great. You see this? What's that? Canada pot shoppers court submission re- place right 100 here. orders per mm-hmm. minute online. Spotify has said. 100 or what's 100 orders at Spotify per minute. I guess today or Shopify. Shopify. What did I say? Spotify. Spotify. (laughs) You're listening to your orders. (laughs) This is my cannabis information for doctors on how it fights cancer. Okay. Well, I'll talk to you about this stuff later. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll chat about it. We'll chat about it. Thank you. So, 100 orders per minute. We're in the wrong business. Number again. Well, you're in the right business. Then let's start a new business. Oh, yeah, right? I'm about health and wellness, people. That's what I'm about. Are we trying to call Jack right now? Yeah, he said uh, we got another five or so minutes, so let's just keep talking for now. Where did? Hold on a second. But where did uh, Tyler go? Tyler went for a uh, oh, pee. Okay. 
Great. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, so, hold on. Yeah, you wanted to say something. Go sure. for it. Just uh, well, introduce yourself again. Okay, I'm Chris Lawson. I've been a cannabis legalization activist and a med products empty for decades now. And I just want to help the listeners to relax and not worry so much about legalization. We've had legalization before. We had an entire summer of legalization where the laws were basically ruled illegal and non-operative and of no effect. And basically, what is that? Hold on. Stop. I'm going to question on that because yes. I don't know what that means. What what happened is the Terry Parker case okay, said that. the government had a year to fix the laws. Yeah, that was, the year, that was the in year, 2015. Right. The year came and went, and some 16-year-old who was charged with trafficking because he's, he got caught selling some bud uh, had a wise lawyer, and the lawyer said, well, Your Honor, uh, this is unknown to law at this moment because over a year has passed since the judge said they had a year to fix it. They didn't fix it, so the law doesn't even exist. I thought Parker's case was allowed you to do extracts at home. It was, but they gave, they gave the government one year to change the law in order to make the appropriate adjustments so that they could have... I thought it was to change the MMAR to the M A MMPR as well. It, was, it, it resulted in the law being declared null and no effect, and it, it also resulted in several thousands or tens of thousands of convictions being reversed and cases being it thrown did, out. Eh? Yes, I did all around that. All around Ontario and Canada. Really? Yes. So it was called the Summer of Legalization. Google Summer of Legalization. The, uh, and nobody even noticed that the difference. Year. Nobody noticed the difference. So are you difference. telling me it's been legal technically? Yes, I wouldn't technically say, it was. I wouldn't say it legally. was. For, for, uh, let's say lawless. No, it, it, the can, entire Controlled Drugs and Substances Act was not in effect for hold that on, period. Can we, hold that on. Summer. Can I yep, just, that summer. Yes. Would we say lawless, not legal? It was lawless because we didn't have law. It was not known to law, right. which means it was not it's illegal. Law, really? Yes. It was unknown to law. And did that go until today? No. It, it, it went until they, they changed the laws and, they, and further court cases challenged it. One could say that since the, the uh, judge originally ruled until they had a workable approach, one could argue that they've never had a workable approach and that the law is still invalid. Uh, that would take testing in court. Uh, and you never know because you never know who might win. I... I sued the government myself in federal court and got a win because they attached my case to the Allard hearing. They said, if Allard wins, you win. And Allard won. Really? Yeah. What was your case? My case was that I can't afford my medicine. Right. The, uh, that uh, I need to have my designated grower. And I had a designated grower arranged between me and him that he would provide me with my medicine. He provided me at no charge. Now, they're going to make me go to a, uh, an LP, find me an LP that matches his price, which was free. <laughs> The, uh, and if you can't do that, you're depriving me of my medicine. And the court, the court ended up agreeing that uh, my security of person under the Constitution was being challenged by this regulation that priced me out of my medicine. So why wouldn't, why wouldn't all medicines then be unconstitutional if you have to pay for them? Because we have to pay for medicine currently. Well, it's a why is cannabis different? The why do you see cannabis as being different than somebody who has hepatitis C and has to pay $25,000 to get their medicine from wow, a pharmaceutical company? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or um, Humira, which is $22,000 a year. per month? Per year. So that why is cannabis... What's that? Yeah. So why, is, why would you say cannabis doesn't fit that? And well, why wouldn't people constitutionally mm -hmm. challenge that? Cannabis can be grown in your backyard. It doesn't have to cost that amount. It's just exorbitant pricing. I understand how some other drugs, if they have to get it from the concentration of some rare creature and they have to go hunt it in the deep sea and it's hard to make, then you can pennies. justify that sort of thing. Oh, well. Say that again. If you have, if you have to create 
your product some some rare exotic thing that's hard. You got to go hunt in the rainforest and then distill it down, and you only get two grams from a billion plants. You know, okay. then I understand it. But cannabis can be grown in your backyard. Ah. There's no excuse for them not for me not to be allowed to have it. And so I said, it's a good argument. Yeah. So just allow me to grow it. It's as simple as that. Instead of charging me thousands or charging me, you know. Right. If I can grow my medicine, I shouldn't have to pay somebody else to do it. Right. Exactly. If Whereas, like something like this hepatitis C or Humira. You should but you're not going to be able to make your own Humira. In right? fact, you it becomes... You should be able to designate somebody to do it for exactly. you. Exactly, and that's what I was doing. security that you would do it yourself. And it's like a human right. You have the right to air and water. Clear air, clean water, clean air. And you can argue that this plant we've evolved together. Uh, Biohistorians like Terence McKenna, uh, Carl Sagan, and I others like have said that the, the evidence from ever since the sea squirt when we had the endocannabinoid system shows that uh, we've had a survival advantage with this plant and some have suggested that we're like humans and humans and hemp are like uh, moths and milkweed or koala bears and eucalyptus leaves that they were co-evolved wherever humanity went it can be defended from the science wherever humanity went cannabis went wherever cannabis went humanity went and it conveyed a survival advantage and I'm going to have to cut you off because we want to get uh, Jack I, in here oh okay I'm and listening we only, I, I, we've only got I've never shut up left. so long <laughs> you keep going. You will, we can go no. long. Are we going? Yeah. Uh, do we ha- do we have a time limit? No. Four twenty. No. Oh, eight o'clock. That's my next show. Okay, but oh, you just. Ca- I've never shut up for so long in my life. Thanks for interrupting, Al. <laughs> you Ira. <laughs> well, that's a compliment. Thank you. No, that is a compliment. Go yeah, ahead. yeah. No, that was excellent. You're. I'm well, take a look at the the hum, the, the hemp seed. If you get the deshelled hemp seed, half of it is a perfect protein. Right. You've got all 20 of the amino acids that you need and they're within 10% plus or minus of the ratio and proportion they're found in human blood plasma. It's like nature's vitamin pill. On the other Agreed half... Agreed with that too. Yeah. Then on the other half, you've got nature's uh, amino acid. You've got the... Uh, Essential so, fatty acids, omega-6 and omega-3 in the ideal 3 to 1 ratio. It's, yeah, it's is like a perfect plant. match. It is a, it is a perfect plant. It, I do agree with you on that. And, and so that conveys a survival advantage. That's enormous. Now, so you add you the medicinal use, hold benefits. On, hold on. Let's, so I'm going to go back. We know the science now, but yeah. I want to go back to, excuse me, your court case. Yes. So in your court case, <clears throat> did you use that as, an, as, was that a viable argument that they accepted? The, uh, I didn't have to go into those details. Uh, I used a uh, uh, template for putting my case together and filled in my specifics for, uh, for how it would apply. And the, gov- the, the government said, okay, this is a viable case, and we're going to see uh, how, how it's adjudicated in the case of the Allard hearing, and we'll use the basis of that adjudication to adjudicate your case. So I got lumped in with it. I, I actually wanted it to be separate because I have uh, some other avenues uh, about my use of cannabis okay. that are separate from the Allard yeah, yeah. hearing. Interesting. School, well, that's school in the dock. Dude, I'm listening. I'm listening. I mean, you know, this is one of the reasons why this is so important for us to do this, Ira, is because, like we were talking about, most doctors, you come in three, four minutes, hey, what's going on? Here's a pill. See you next month. Ira's listening. I mean, and I apologize for interrupting you. Uh, Ira is listening to this gentleman. Do you get 
to have these kind of conversations with patients? We don't have often? time. As physicians, we yeah. don't have time. So we're, it's nice for you to be able to do that. You know, this is great. I love doing yes. this. This is, this is we're actually communicating and we're building connection that allows us to effectively... Communication yeah. goes two ways. You yeah. can't, I can't dictate. Not we just here's a pill. Yeah. See you later. That's not communication. Yeah. That's, that's an old ancient patriarchy, that, that archaic way of practicing medicine that doesn't work anymore. dollars for five minutes is what that is. No, no, no. That, the problem, no, that, that's the problem. The reason why, if it was $150 a physician got paid, mm. they would spend a lot of time with you. A physician gets paid $33. For every visit. Yeah. That's so, it. Or nothing. Yeah, so that's right. Wow. So, so they don't, they don't, you, you'd think physicians do very well and make all this money. They don't. Uh, the, the, and they're expected to run their own businesses, yes. right? So you have a business that has secretaries, that are administrative assistants, that yep. has physi- other physicians, yep. has assistants, has uh, educators, off of all that, mm. off of 33 bucks a patient, wow. right? It's, and so the inf- I'll tell you, I know this is a total aside, I make about 30% less now than I did in 2012 wow. based on inflation and they just With you keep on cutting billing. yeah yeah well applause so, for your efforts so, but it's you know. but the problem is it's you know and so and I don't blame <laughs> patients for being upset but you also have to understand physicians are upset yeah. and 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 we're all angry at each other and we're misdirecting the anger the anger isn't towards shouldn't be towards the physician to the patient the anger should be towards a system that's not just disabled and or broken the, the system that was built for. wrong yeah. you can't be you can't be a broken system if you're built wrong it was built wrong yeah. so it has to go back to grassroots and start from the bottom up again and and that's the only way to fix this it's not like oh the system's broken the system was built wrong is it broken if it's built wrong it's just built wrong so, so there's no way to so fix when that somebody you comes can't to fix your it. clinic you get 33 bucks when somebody comes to see you in emerge you get you get your well that it'll be it'll be it's i mean there's different billing but codes yeah but, but then there's yeah. like a, a follow-up yeah. visit yeah it depends yeah. the first time that they're seen you can do you, it's a little bit more yeah but that's a 45 minute consultation you come yes. to our clinic you're there for two hours really? you're, oh yeah okay. you're, you're there for two it's not like a, here's your cannabis card and go away yeah. No, yeah. it's you're getting a full evaluation you're seen by different people I've it's, heard that you've threatened patients that <laughs> they don't do this I don't they, threaten people you know what I mean they, no they, that you've I never had threatened. words with patients I don't threaten who, people who uh, may or may not be uh, not following the rules. Yeah, we're, we believe in compliance. If yes, I'm going I'm to give, yes. right, I don't threaten people. Okay, I, I don't think that's the the right compliance. word to use yes. because I believe in a collaborative process. Yes, I believe I hold up my end of the bargain. You, you hold, up, hold your up your end yes. of the bargain. That's right. That's not threat. That's what I'm, I'm not threatening yeah. you. I don't yeah. hold anything over you. I don't force you to be here. Oh, good. We're here working together. Yeah. We either work together or we don't. Or we don't. You can choose to work as a team with yes. me, or you can choose not to yeah. and go to somebody else. But yes. if I'm going to give 100% but of myself to you, I expect you to give 100% see, like of yourself to me. Because I've only experienced that once in my life with the doctor that I've been with for 30 years. Right. Okay. And and he is what I call a real doctor. You go in, we chat for a little bit. He thinks, and then he makes a, an evaluation. Then he asks me if I want a shot for, for the flu this year. <laughs> he wants no, being to bend over. Uh, and then I see him in six months. Or right. Well, yeah, three yeah. months because of my diabetes. But, you know, I, my previous doctor in three and a half years never touched me once. Yeah. 
Well, um, I'm glad he didn't. <laughs> so you just remember just who's clinic what, uh, what, do you, what do you think of the policeman playing doctor on the roadside, deciding whether or not you're inebriated on so cannabis? So we're talking about. So another part of legalization is impairment. Yeah. Um, we currently don't have a defined level of impairment when it comes right. to cannabis. You ask a great question, and I'll tell you. Two years ago, I was brought a device. I'll show you the device. You want to see a really cool picture of a friend of mine? having in MTO, in the Ministry of Transportation, because we took the device and uh, I had him vape up in the Ministry of Transportation and blow into this device. <laughs> Works a like a charm. I could define impairment. I'll tell you the unfortunate story of why it didn't happen. Um, here, check this out. It, this is a portable... Looking for one of his pictures. This is a portable breath analyzer for cannabis that okay. can assess down to one one trillion. The dragger of, or whatever it's called? It's a, it's a mass spectrometer that, oh, okay. that works. It's a German company that brought it to me to do the research. It was just a whole kerfuffle in the meantime. Let me find you this picture, guys. This is crazy. So uh, while you're looking while you're, for the yeah. picture, explain what it is. Is it the same as what the police are going to be using? No, absolutely not. They have okay. nothing like it because they can't. There's nothing like it in the world that works. There's one other device in the world that is trying to do it. You don't want to see half these photos because a lot of I know that a lot of uh, police associations, uh, areas, whatever, OPP, places like that, they've denied using this. What is it, the Drager 2000 or whatever it's called? Uh, they are not going to be using it. A uh, lot of, wh what would you call it? Provinces, uh, police areas, I don't know, I can't remember the word. Would you like to hear a brief poem on talking and driving, a true story? Sure, Hold we have, sh that's up to Iris. Yeah, yeah, fine, go for <laughs> it. While I'm looking for this video, okay. why not? All right, this one's called, Though Stoned as Hell, No Way to Tell. My friends, please don't drink and drive. Life's finale may come faster. The, so the sober driver will arrive while the drunkard meets disaster. But toking is not like drinking. Some tokers can still drive well. My story should get you thinking if you listen to what I tell. After work one day, I got stoned. Actually, totally baked. It was then that my boss phoned, so sobriety I faked. A customer of mine returned, and I need the full commission, but... The full share must be earned. So that put me on a mission. Toothpaste and mouthwash my disguise for how I had behaved with visine eye drops in my eyes and a face that's freshly shaved with clone on fingertips and face to cover residual smell. When I finally left my place, there was no way to tell. I took my client for a drive on a narrow zigzag road and he really liked the ride, so his business he bestowed. Well, filling out the paper trail, I, I pr learned my... I'll just remember a second. You're doing but, excellent. Why, thank you. Went for a, a narrow zigzag road, and he really liked the ride, so it was business he bestowed. There was paperwork for the sale, so we put the car in park. While filling out the paper trail, I learned my client was a narc. Paul McIsaac, RCMP, if you need the information, because they Wait, can't bother no. me past the oh. time of limitation. It's true. I sold a narc a car when I was completely stoned. Salesman of the month by far, and my boss was glad he phoned. True story. Ah. Acura on Brent in Burlington. That's great. We didn't have to mention the police <laughs> officer's name. Well, you know what? It's after the point of limit, the time I of limitation, know, and it's over ten, you know, many years ago. So. I hear you. We still have a duty to be kind to people. So I'm going to argue with you. Okay. A second. I can't find. I, I this is, here's the argument. All right. So I can't find the photo, but I'll tell you the story about about it in a second when we talk about impairment. So you say that people who are drunk usually you know are impaired and we have mm -hmm. a method to assess impairment right i'll tell you that 
the same thing that holds true with cannabis holds true with alcohol. I have I have people who are very well tolerant. I'm an emergency physician by mm-hmm. trade. We consider impairment in the emergency department 18 millimoles per liter per liter, right? Uh, that's when that's the level of impairment. That's like our standard there. Right? They go down to eight or something like that, but <clears throat> 18 below, you're you're pretty good. I have people that come in at 75, 105. We would be dead. Mm-hmm. Like anybody in this room would probably say, be I've unconscious. Done that. I've gone into the Un- hospital would for be an- would be unconscious. Hold on, would be unconscious and like like right. near death right. by thirty. Yeah, right. you know, right. people come in totally looking sober, totally looking fine. They may have had a fall, believe they're totally sober, they're with an alcohol level of seventy six. Wow. No, they believe they can get behind a car, and maybe they can. I'm going to even go as far as saying maybe they can get behind a car and drive their car because to them their alcohol level of 76 is like a zero alcohol for us because yeah. that's their baseline right but independent but testing on. would show their impairment but hold on it, no no? It, no they would pass man they walk out they're probably more sober than you and i are right now wow that being said why do we have a level of alcohol impairment there is a level for a generalizability where the general public is going to be impaired at level x right the same thing applies to cannabis. Just, right. The general population. I'm not saying right. you can smoke. F- f- you, how many joints you smoke since you've been sitting here? What? Right. Mm-hmm. And you're probably pretty sober, mm-hmm. right? And because that's your 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 level of uh, your level is like now your set point is now a little bit higher. But the general population, if they were to do what he was doing over here, would for certain. Not 100%, but whatever that percentage is, be impaired. So there is the reason we set levels isn't for the outlier, isn't for you or whomever, all the people here, or even people that just have a high metabolic rate. It's for the general public who don't have that experience with whatever substance it is. And those people are impaired. It, it's a it's a law. It may not apply to every single person, but it it does now because why? Because we need to generalize a rule where the general public is going to put somebody else in danger. And for the general public being impaired, it does equate to the same thing as alcohol. Not the levels, of course. So I think that argument stands true. Would you agree with that argument? Well, I would say that make the impairment tests. To be actual tests for impairment as opposed to a concentration in the blood. Because I'm using cannabis as a medicine. Guaranteed, if they took my blood right now, I'd be off the charts compared to average. And I was straight and non-stone But alcohol is the same thing. So so when it comes to alcohol, we have to understand how they they came up with those numbers for alcohol. Mm -hmm. When they created the alcohol numbers, what they do is they, they um, they do a standard field sobriety test. And they take your blood alcohol at the same time. Right. So that eventually they can make a comparator between a number and impairment based on studies the same thing should apply in the cannabis world they haven't currently done that i did that i have so this device i wanted to show you which was health canada approved ready to go for testing unfortunately uh it never made it to market for one very interesting reason which um which i can't uh which we can't disclose had nothing to do with me but had to do with the company that owned the North American rights to this device. The device was is a, a mass spectrometer that was brought in from Germany uh, that initially was used to detect 
biological warfare. It's uh, it's a very portable device. It's about three quarters the size of this machine right here, mm-hmm. and it came to me with a wand on it. Mm. Um, and the wand was uh, detect. They actually started using police departments started using it to detect um, um, like um, meth labs, because instead of having to break down a door and get blown up, you just wave the wand and it can detect any ten chemicals you want to put into it. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, okay, let's change this up. Let's take off the wand and put on a hose, and it worked like a damn charm. It worked amazing, and so I, I did the whole. Uh, um, the whole Health Canada Review Ethics Board, REB, to, to make sure that we're, we're going to start doing testing, field sobriety testing. So we were going to take the sa- use the same methods that they used for X and put it into Y. We had the device. It would have worked. We would have just had to do a lot of testing but to get to that point. But the device is going to give you an artificial... It's not ar- the, no, it doesn't give you an arbitrary number because you're comparing that number to impairment. Right. So at which level is the general public impaired... What number is that level equate to somebody who's doing standard field sobriety right, testing? Right, right. But the, the, when so you get someone who's not average general public, someone who's a MedPot user, yep. he's not average general public. This, you put this the test same, on him. The same thing applies to an alcoholic. Mm. The same thing applies to alcohol. But we'd all agree that driving at a specific number is going to be impairment. But, but no, so, we don't. We don't with cannabis, though. So. But you yeah. have to. It's no, a gener- because, it, the because idea is tests, Going back to the Cranster study in '69, uh, plus studies was a University of Pittsburgh, University of Pennsylvania, one of the I key can, universities. I can quote you 20 different yeah. studies. We can all quote right. studies. They go back and forth. They all say two things. Our own Ministry Reaction of Transportation in Ontario all, said we, the only statistical difference between the cannabis drivers and the control groups were the cannabis drivers tend to drive slower and they had faster reaction times. Slower reaction times. Slower they reaction times. Faster time. reaction Incorrect. Time. Slower reaction times and drive slower. They drive safer. They get in less accidents. They drive slower and have slower reaction times. I can bring you... Uh, this data how, is... is okay, how, about, how about a meta-study oh, of blood, blood in uh, people in the hospitals it's a different story altogether. And this is what I'm trying to tell you. And it shows that you're less likely to be in an accident if you had cannabis this, in your blood this because is what it showed I'm up less frequently. No, this is right. So that's, a po- that's called a post-hoc... That's called a post-hoc analysis. That's like right. saying smokers, people, smoking is protective against asthma. That's but because less people smoke who have asthma. You can't use that as an argument. I don't accept it. The argument that we can accept is that we have to have a generalizability. You don't fit into that category. Neither does the alcoholic who's, who walks around with an alcohol level of 77. But we need to have a generalized number. Now, do we have it currently? No. And taking people's hair follicles and blah, blah, blah. They don't have a number. They're arbitrary numbers currently so currently as doug ford said it's early we don't have this stuff now should they have come to me and hopefully have gotten this machine be great and we're still currently if anybody wants to we're raising funds to rebuild to do the same machine we can do it again it's not hard um it's just it's a matter of, of funding and uh and it's doable and so, I think it's but, just as doable to say have a regular sobriety test where stand on one foot toe the, to toe, the problem touch with your that nose is to your hand, fingers to I, nose, those things. I don't disagree with you, but you take that test, hold on, but you take that test and you correlate it to a number. Why? Because field sobriety testing in, in, uh, in the, uh, when you're like on the street is very not sensitive. It actually has a sensitivity of 37. Can't tell you if you're impaired or not. It can't rule out anything. But if you're in a closed environment, a controlled environment, the uh, uh, the sensitivity of standard field sobriety testing goes up to like the 90s. So you need to do, so we're not going to take every person and putting them in there, but what you can do is take people that are in that environment and compare them to a number 
that using whatever it is and then take that number to the road because it was done in a standardized environment. If we start doing this on the street, chaos. Impairment levels are zero. Let me ask you a question. What is the rate of conviction of drugged driving currently? People that go out on the street using heroin and, and crack cocaine, all the stuff that we know we shouldn't be driving on. The answer, I'll just tell you, is less than 1% because right. we don't have a way to monitor field sobriety testing because we know that it's not accurate when you're in the field. But it is accurate when you do it in a closed environment. So we have to somehow get from a closed environment, make it accurate. The way to do it is to find a device... Take people in a standard environment, expose them to cannabis, and be able to make a generalization that would equate to a number on a device. Because that's like saying the same thing. Or you just charge people for what they do wrong instead of what you're worried about them doing wrong. I agree with that you know, as well. And yeah. if they're a bad driver, you nail them for exactly what their bad driving was. You're wa- wa- right. weaving all over the road. I mean, now we're getting we'll get into law. That. So I don't, yeah. I don't disagree with how law... Sense. And then you're not treating it as a... Ma- yeah. Okay, hold yeah, on. Here you go. I don't now, disagree with how law is. Jack, okay, just so you know, okay, Jack. Jack has had a uh, crisis come up, so yeah. he's not going to be able to join us. Okay. We'll reschedule. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay? He's always I, a crisis guy. Hey, Tracy. Tracy. Tracy's here, dude. Come on over here and ask. Come to the microphone. <laughs> Why, when it comes to driving, do we talk about impairment with cannabis? However, in the sports field, they talk about it as an enhancement. How can it be both an intoxicant and an enhancement? It is both. It's a it's a great question. Um, when we talk about in, in enhancing, a question is what is it enhancing? We're not talking about the impairment level, uh, or we're not talking about that euphoric state. You know, you shouldn't be driving when you use an opioid either or a narcotic. By the way, physicians don't. You know, not just physicians. People don't tell you don't drive when using a narcotic, but you should. Be, you should not because that also causes impairment. But yet it'll blunt your pain response if you're on a field taking a big hit. Now, cannabinoids work in very different ways. So in one sense, it'll help, it can help, like CBD, for example, can help with uh, muscle recovery. Um, and THC and CBD can both help with, uh, with attention and focus, right? So in that way, they are enhancements. But at the same time, they can decrease your they decrease your reaction time. They can, that feeling of euphoria can make you high. That highness causes you a whole bunch of other problems that were going around. So there are lots of different ways that it interacts within your brain. So on one hand, it can be an enhancement, and at the same time, you can be impaired. That's why there's like a level to which we need to define impairment. Because when you use cannabis in low doses, it's not going to cause that impairment. But in high doses, it will. We already know, we know those things. So that's where we have to come up with those levels. And, and to your point where we should be just doing this field nose testing stuff, which is... Sta- SFST, right? Well, so yeah, we should. So exactly, right? So some people yes, and some people no. Try doing a downward dog after you've smoked a whole lot of cannabis. And if you've done a downward dog while you're doing it, you're going to get lightheaded, and the likelihood is you'll pass out because it causes your blood pressure to lower. So you have to be very careful. So there are certain things that are yes, and certain things that are a no. In low doses, it's not bad at all. We, we've already, we understand that in high doses or higher doses or in certain people, in certain populations, it's, it, it, it could be an adverse event that can happen from using cannabis. Right. It's so like we, anything else. It's dosage related. Agreed. You I agree with that here. 100%. Ask the doc. Yes. I'm going to cut everybody okay. off because we're getting all right. time. Dude, I had a pleasure talking with I, all of you. I want yeah. you, if you've got a few words of wisdom you want to oh. say before we go. Well, 
first of all, I wanted to thank everybody here. I mean, this is today is a day that I think is going to go down in those history books. Yes. You know, it's weird. I, I don't know what it looked like at the end of alcohol prohibition. I, I think there was probably more people around partying all day than there are us here today because we've been doing this for so long already. Mm. You had only a few guys out there that were bootlegging, you know, back in the 20s. But everybody's been believing in this system for quite some time, so we haven't had to... I don't think we need to put the focus on the legalization versus versus it's the cannabis and the people and it's the community that really made this happen. And so no matter what government tells us, you know, that it's it's legal today, I think what I'm most proud of is the community coming together and uh and there's no other drug that I know of that started as a people's choice. It wasn't a pharmaceutical company, mm-hmm. it wasn't a doctor, it wasn't your, you know, your parent. It it, it, this was the people, and I think this. It's, I think it's always been the people. This proves that you know cannabis is the true democracy, because it's you know the it's the people's voice that made the change. And our country so, just got one step closer to Mother Nature and its original source of medicine. Yeah, I, I agree with that. We are definitely closer to the source. Stay mindful out there, everybody, and man, cannabis is changing lives. So. I'm going to play a song that I play a lot, and it's uh, uh, Damien Marley, and it's called Medication. And the reason I picked this one here is because there are some very familiar voices there at the beginning of this song that tell you that they're using cannabis to heal themselves. And it's very pungent. Ira, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Tyler, for coming on as well. And... uh, this will be available uh, within minutes. And thanks to Ganjanistas for hosting us today. Yeah. And to Wonderful everybody place. that was here. I recommend Thank Ganjanistas. You, Come and visit. Yeah. All and, right. Uh, so hold oh, on. Go Come ahead. out to Synergy right. Health Services as well. Don't yeah. forget that. Ganjanistas, Ferguson and King, oh, Hamilton, kombucha. Ontario. Kombucha. Ferguson and King. We have to do okay. some kombucha. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was good. Awesome. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, the gang of Kim. told me where we can get it. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks All right. so much. Thank you, Ira. Thanks for listening. Thanks, That's good. All I know is I'm good. here today. I'm healthy, and I use medical cannabis, and I'm thankful. I achieved complete clinical remission from the cannabis alone, and I would rather be illegally alive than legally dead. This child needs cannabis. I'd take a hit, and the pain would disappear. It was instant. I mean, instant. I've always looked at cannabis as being medicine. People say you get high. You don't get high, you get medicated. I'd like to see it so that, you know, people aren't criminalized over something that's medicinal. It's a God-given plant. We should all be able to use it. It's real medicine. Medication. Your medication makes me high. Just be patient. Trying to find levitation Run your fingers down my spine Elevation The medication makes me high yeah. Such a short way up and such a long way down And this is a bubble like where they are right down The way you something off it off your way by pound In a fields of marijuana that is my playground I love you Mary Jane You're the prettiest of flowers girl me can't complain When I'm with you I feel so high I rise above the rain How you know the people damage like that bitch cocaine No, I leave them lonely feeling only pain Cause your DNA is of the highest strain You're a
make you like a plaster stain. When the grind out your body, only stems remain. And to love you is so risky, I might get detained. You always keep me flying on the highest plane. And anybody know we'll always proclaim. Natural baby feet, no cross pollination. She's a real pure breed. 